0: Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Giuliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. Let me open up and read to you from Nehemiah chapter 8. And uh, verse 10, just this one verse, because it's just one of these unique verses about eating fat. And um, yeah, nice wagyu. How many of you have a nice marble score on your steak? How many of you have cut the fat off and you just get dry meat? Yeah, that's my wife. She just loves the dry meat. Well cooked, burnt. Whereas I just love the juicy fat. How uh, I many of you like it, just not just medium rare, but rare, where you, it just melts in your mouth? And, yeah. So, this is what it says. Let me read to you the Bible because this is the verse that talks about it. He says in verse 10 Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those. For whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. How many have ever quoted, The joy of the Lord is your strength? Can I give you the context to this verse that you know so well, The joy of the Lord is your strength, but you didn't know it was associated with eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared? And stop crying for this day's holy. Let let, let me give you the background. It was hundreds of years since the children of Israel had an encounter with God. Hundreds. The walls of Jerusalem had been destroyed for over 140 years. They'd been in exile for 70 years. And and the people of God were far away from God. and, And then... The exile finished. The, the Babylonian exile. You remember when King Nebuchadnezzar came and destroyed Jerusalem and took the children of Israel into captivity. It's an historical fact. And and they'd been in, in Babylon. And, and we, we in Babylon, we remember hearing the psalm. You know, why don't you pull down your harps and, and, and sing to us? And they said, how can we sing to God in this Foreign land, we're captives, and I think Boney M. wrote the song "By the Rivers of Babylon." You know where we lay down. And remember how many of you remember that song, and it's just they stop singing, they stop praising, they stop worshiping because they were in deep grief. And and then and then what happens is that the exile is over, and they start coming back, and Zerubbabel. Took the first exiles back, and Ezra tried to start building the temple, and nothing happened. And then Nehemiah came, and, and after 140 years, he rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. And, and once the walls were rebuilt, Nehemiah the governor gets hold of Ezra and he says, It's time, it's time for us to be awakened. It's time. And so they, they set up a pulpit in the middle of the square in front of the watergate, and, and Ezra gets up and, and gets the scroll of the word of the Lord. And this is the context. Let me, let me read it to you from Nehemiah chapter eight verse one. Now all the people gathered together as one man in the open square that was in front of the watergate. It's fascinating. water, the washing of the word with water. It's like this: we, we, we get this typology of, of the word of God in front of the water gate and the water of, washes us and the word of God washes us. That's a whole different message right there, but it just makes Bible teachers go, yeah, 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 awesome. And in front of the water gate, and, and, uh, and they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses. Which the Lord had commanded Israel. So they get the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the word of the Lord. And they bring it out. They just remember that it had been hundreds of years since the children of God heard the word of God. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men and women. And all who could hear with understanding on the first day. They gathered not just the men, but the women and the children as well. Anybody could understand. As young as they were, they brought them together. The families of God who had worked on the walls together to rebuild the wall, to set things into place. They brought them together so they could hear the word of the Lord. Then it says in verse 5, And Ezra opened the book inside of all the people. For He was standing above all the people. And when He opened the book, everybody stood to their feet. They all stood up. It was a place of reverence. They they came with anticipation, as Ian so beautifully said. There was something in the atmosphere. There was something in the air. There was something in their hearts saying, This has not happened for hundreds of years. And now it's time to once again hear what God has got to say. Then verse 6, and Ezra blessed the Lord. When he opened the book, he blessed the Lord, the great God. Can I just say that this week I have been struck by those words, Ezra blessed the Lord. And I thought, what what did he say to bless God? This is not an Ezra praised the Lord. This was an Ezra blessed the Lord. Because there's a difference between me praising Anne and me blessing Anne. There's a difference between me praising my children and me blessing my children. And they're two different Hebrew words. To bless is the Hebrew word barak. To praise is the Hebrew word halel, where we get hallelujah from, praise the Lord, hallelujah, to praise the Lord. But this is not the word halel, it's the word barak in the Hebrew. And so Ezra starts blessing the Lord. And before the service finishes today, I'm going to lead you in a time of blessing God. And you say, well, what, well, what do you do to bless God? It's to articulate His greatness. It's to come before His presence and recognition of how great He is. Not expecting anything from return, in return. There's no agenda of this is what I want from you. It's to come into His presence with everything that we have and just blessing Him, articulating His greatness. And so then what happens after this, and I, I'm telling you, the people, the atmosphere of anticipation was so powerful. It's verse 6, and Ezra, blessed the Lord, the great God. Then all the people answered as he was blessing God, every single one, amen, amen, while lifting up their hands. Nobody was telling them, come on, everybody, shout amen, shout. Hey, a bit louder, shade amen. No, nope, this was... Just spontaneous, amen. Spontaneous lifting up hands. Come on, they were all Pentecostals in those days. They must have been. Because they automatically lifted their hands. Now, my, my doctor was saying it's very good for me to lift up my hands because it drains all the fluids. And so, and so wherever I'm going at the moment, my hands are lifted up. And uh, it's a great thing. So, so I'm doing it for health reasons, spiritually healthy reasons. So here it is here. They lifted up their hands and they bowed their heads and worshipped their Lord with their faces to the ground. So then Ezra, verse 8, begins to read distinctly from the book of the law of God and gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra, the priest and the scribes and the Levites, taught the people and said to all the people, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not warm Do not mourn nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the Lord. They just got this revelation of who God was. When they realized who God was and how far away they had moved from him. They just began to weep. They began to weep when they realized, we so missed it. We have a God who's so good, who only wants to do good to us. There's no other agenda, but to do good to us. And when when you read the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, and, and you begin to see how God made man and He saw that it was good. Everything that he did was good and the goodness of God and walking in the garden in the cool of the day just to connect and have fellowship and relationship and how the people wandered away, how they wandered away. And then they realized, oh my goodness, our forefathers wandered away from the goodness of God. And, and now here we are far away and, and we turned our back to God. And all God's ever wanted to do is arm outstretched, calling us back to Him, back to Him. And, and something broke in their hearts when they realized how far they had walked. And they started mourning and they started weeping. And there was this repentance. And this repentance comes from an understanding of how far we've moved away from God. And and then then it says here in in verse 9, This is the day that's holy, your God. Do not mourn nor weep. For all the people wept when they'd heard the words of the law. Then they stopped the people and they said, Come on, go your way. Eat the fat. Drink the sweet. And send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Can I give you the four stages of a great awakening? Here it is number one, a revelation of the greatness of God and His Word. That's what they had. They had a revelation of how great is our God. They blessed Him. They got a revelation of how great is the Word of God. The second stage of a great awakening is. When we get a revelation of how far we've wandered away from God. How far it was from our first love to our present love. And we start to feel the sorrow of the distance. We start to realise, oh my goodness, I've let busyness get in the way. I've, I've, I've let other priorities get in the way. I've, i I've, I've just lost that first love because all of this happened and, and then there's unresolved disappointment that happens. How many of you know that you don't have to be saved that long before you get disappointed? And the enemy works on your disappointments and, 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 and causes there to be separation, your disappointments where all God wants to do is to resolve your disappointments. And as Teddy said, sometimes God doesn't answer the way we want to answer and sometimes God is not looking For the immediate, he's looking for the eternal. And for the the man that was paralyzed, he was looking for the immediate, but God was looking for the eternal. And that's why God said to him, your sins are forgiven. He didn't understand that God's bigger vision for us is eternal. Your sins be forgiven. He only saw his need immediate. I want to be healed. And Sometimes God answers us with an eternal perspective and we get disappointed that we don't get the immediate perspective. But then one day we wake up and we realise, oh my goodness, God is good. And He's working on my eternal. And all I see is my need for my immediate. And too often people just want the blessing of God rather than the salvation of God. The salvation of God is eternal. The blessing of God is immediate. But the blessing fades. Salvation lasts forever and ever. And so then with this revelation of how far we are are away, Repentance comes into our hearts and, and this realisation of I need to return back to God because I've, I've gone so far away I need to return and, and in the returning there's this sense of, of pain and grief of how far we've wandered and then, then the Lord says hey, I want to replace your sorrow with joy come on once he sees our repentance he then says let me turn it into joy the joy of your salvation and and i love the fact that god turns our sorrow into joy i love the fact that that even with the story of the prodigal son he came in tears of repentance but the response of the father is now that i've seen your repentance Let's have a party and turn the sorrow into joy. Let's take off the weeping and bring the laughter. And, 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 and then it says this. I, I love the fact this is part four. But now can you share it with others? And so that eat the fat and drink the sweet. For them, that was party food. That was like God saying, eat some lasagna and drink something nice because this is party food. This is not morning time. This is party time. So go home and, and find the best food, the sweetest of drinks and eat the fat, drink the sweet and then just remember there's a whole stack of people out there that there's nothing prepared for them. They've got none of this revelation. They've got no understanding of how great God is. They've got no understanding of the grace and mercy of God. Can you not just keep it to yourself? Can you not just enjoy the goodness of God for yourself? This revelation of how great God is, can you not just keep it to yourself, but can you share it? with those for whom nothing has been prepared and you come into their world with party food and they go, what's this party food? What is this? This is the joy that God wants to give you when you begin to realise how far you're away from God and you get this revelation that God is good, that He paid the price to cause you to come close to Him, share it with Him. And then when you go to them in joy, that becomes your strength. When you minister out of joy, not out of guilt, not out of have to, but out of revelation of joy. God has forgiven me. God has shown me grace. How wonderful, how great is our God. When you share out of that knowledge, that becomes your strength. Because there's something powerful of a testimony that comes out of having tasted and seen that God is good. The joy, how many of you can see that puts a whole new perspective to the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's in context with sharing the goodness of God with others. Eat the fat, drink the sweet and make sure that you Send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Thanks for choosing to listen to the LifeSource Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of senior ministers John and Anne Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.